0: Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just relax. Remember that uh, what we're doing here is to join with what God is doing in our lives. He's got everything under control. He's got everything in your life under control. But your time here on this earth is just a, a twinkling of an eye, a blink, a portion of his purpose for you in the past, the present, and the future. Time is a created thing, and time is part of the world system that God himself has brought us into the victory over. You and I are not under time. And what is one of those things that causes us so much stress is, is time. We're always feeling like, you know, the past is haunting us or the future we need to get ready for. And even the present, we're overwhelmed. But those are all things of Time. Those are all time-related stressors. And one of the things that, the, as we are learning about the supernatural realm, the solical realm, we are seeing that that time element has already been conquered. Jesus himself overwhelmed time. Time is created. It's a thing. It's a part of this world system just like peer pressure, like, you know, having to even just dwell in this world, all the, you know, the constraints of having to live on this this earth with the gravity and end time and uh, dealing with people and things and change and things out of our control. Think about what it would be like if there was nothing that was out of your control. That's what God is training us for. Sometimes I think about the power and the authority that God has that that spirit is you know the power to create and destroy the the breadth and the width and the the creativity and the expanse of of knowledge and understanding and everything God has laid out for for us to experience now, but who knows what else he's doing in other corners of the universe. But it's all for his purpose. And for you and I, who have become spirit beings, reborn in our spirit, you and I have that same creativity, the same power and authority. Now, you know, so often just leads us to, well then... Why are we in such a mess? Why is no one exhibiting that power and authority? And then I go back to looking at, at what Jesus did when he was walking around here on this earth. So much, I think so much of what he, his greatest challenge was to not be who he was. The word of God, the lamb of God, the power of God the creativity of God, God himself. And he had to constrain himself to be spirit that had a soul that lived in this body for to accomplish the goal that they, God, had for their time here on this earth. He could have destroyed the earth just with a thought. And so he did not have that thought. He could have healed everybody in the world. But that was not his purpose. He could have destroyed the Roman Empire, you know, and set himself up as king. But he didn't. Even while he was hanging on the cross, he could have come down. He could have reversed time so that it never happened. And yet he didn't. He could have, but he didn't. Over and over and over. He had the power. He had the authority. He had the creativity. But he didn't use it. And I think that's one of the lessons that you and I are to learn. I think about what's going on in the world. You know, it's, it's a mess out there. And, you know... Who knows what's going to happen, even, you know, in our times and seasons right now? Who knows? Who knows what's truth? Who knows what's real? Who knows what God wants but Him? And He gives us glimpses. He gives us ideas, and and He draws us in certain directions. And, And we talk about that occasionally, about how we are to view what we're doing now. For you and I, we look at every situation we're in as opportunity. Opportunity to join God in whatever he's doing in our soul. It is all about you. It is all about me. Our opportunity to be consciously on the path that he has set for us. We each have that path. Jesus knocks on our door individually. And it's not the door of the church. It's not the door of our family. It's the door of your heart, my heart, my soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions, your heart. He's seeking you. He wants you. And then what you know? What does he so often do? He says, okay, this is who I am, this is what I am, this is what I have for you. And then he withdraws because he wants us to pursue him, because it's good for us. Not just because it teaches us discipline and, and we learn to give up other things that aren't as important, but because... Our soul, in the process of seeking God, of looking for Him, of waiting for Him, our soul submits to our spirit. And I think that's one of the reasons fasting is good. Fasting from anything that our natural body is used to doing, whether it's watching TV or visiting certain people, traveling or eating or whatever it is, alcohol, giving something up naturally, it submits our body to our soul and through our soul to spirit, which I think those are why those things do speed up the process of reunification between our spirit, soul, and body. So, for instance, getting up in the middle of the night and spending time with God, that, that's uh, something you can do that submits your body to your soul, to your spirit. Now, that doesn't heal your soul. It doesn't heal your body. But it makes your soul and your body available what God is doing. And so it's good for your soul and it's good for your body to submit to your spirit. Because it's gotten so used to it. You know, this is the whole point with our soul. It's gotten so used to doing whatever it wants. And most of the time, what it wants is counter to What is good for us what god wants for us because you know god wants what's best so often our soul our, our our self our the crutch that we are are using to to struggle through this life it's sometimes it's good sometimes it's okay sometimes it's great but it's not the best It's not holy and eternal. It's not satisfying and doesn't provide contentment and joy and life. That only comes through those places where our soul are reunited with our spirit. And what I think he's really doing is stirring up a desire in many of us for what that looks like, what, what is going to be satisfying for me, what is going to be contentment for you. And it's going to be different in at least some respects for each one of us. There's going to be a lot of commonalities, but there's going to be a real distinction for each one of us. And even with, you know, we again, going back to the, the opportunity that we have to be here on this earth now. And he puts you here right now. You know, whether you're, you know, you're living through, you know, a really difficult time in your life or everything is smooth sailing. I took a couple of minutes to go through the statistics for these podcasts, and I'm always awed, and I appreciate so much, and I'm so grateful at how, how many countries this podcast reaches, people in, uh, you know, Russia and Germany and, you know, uh, all, you know, uh, Romania, all across Europe, all across Africa, all across North and South America. Thank you, first. But that's so encouraging to me that there is a heart for God, regardless of where we are that God himself draws individuals together so we can stir up one another even without being in the same room. And just knowing you're not alone. You're not alone in wanting to know more of God in a deeper way that will make a permanent change, really satisfy and give you the desires of your heart. Because he's given you the desires of your heart, that's how he's drawing you, so it's not about very often it's not about calming things down, just as you know we go back to the you know the when Judas Iscariot was you know the reason he wanted to turn Jesus into the Pharisees into the Romans. He was convinced that was the right thing to do for Jesus. Jesus just didn't know it, because he wanted Jesus to defend himself, wipe out the Romans, and set himself on the throne. He had an idea about what was best, and he was going to do whatever it took to make that happen. And that is so often what we do. This is so often the doctrines we've created that suit what we think God should do. And, again, thinking about what the world is going on now. And we think that this is, it's a, it's a conflict between good and evil and God and the devil. But then we go, God created both good and evil and the devil and the angels they all serve his purpose they all are fulfilling his purpose for you we through this process we find out what god is doing in us let's just say he calls you to focus on a particular Thing going on in your own country, your own family, your own part of the world, or, you know, healing you need, any anything going on, but focus on that. And what you find out is God reveals to you those areas where your expectations are based on your own beliefs, and he speaks truth. He's, he's we always talk, you know, we always hear... Don't be judgmental. Don't be judgy. And yet God says, no, I, I am the judge. And if we are in him, that's one of the things we are supposed to be learning is good judgment, is sound judgment. That's why we're, he calls us to have a sound mind because He does. he's left us here on this earth to rule and reign to rule over ourselves and reign over our circumstances. That's why we're the Rainer's Club, because there is something we are to be doing. Now, we're far from doing that. But God can speed things up. He doesn't need our help, but we can enjoy the process recognizing that what Whatever project he has you working on, it's for your good. But you will never, there will never be an opportunity as what we have in front of us right now. So what do I mean by that? There have been, throughout history, there have been purposes and plans that God has expressed through this earth. Think about, we always go back to Adam and Eve as a, as a beginning point. We know that Jesus was the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. God had a plan. And then God created the earth. And the seven days, and he created the animals, and the sun and stars, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Then he created man. He put Adam and Eve in the garden. And he gave them a set of do's and don'ts. And personally, I think they were there a really long time. And they knew each other, and they knew God, spirit to spirit. They were one with God. Adam and Eve each had a soul, just as they each had a body. Just as you have a soul and a body. I have a soul and a body. But it's our spirit that is one with God. But Adam and Eve knew each other by the Spirit, and they knew God by the Spirit. They didn't act out of their soul. They didn't act out of their body. So somehow it was significant, important to God. We've talked about this many times, about they would never be able to appreciate God, to be grateful. There are characteristics that This is my interpretation that there are characteristics in our being that could not be formed without going through the experience he has us going through now here on this earth as, as humanity. So we embrace that. We embrace being who we are in this time frame. And we look through whether it's the history of the Bible or the history of the world, there are times and seasons. And if we can look at those times and seasons as, where you know, things, uh, cataclysmic changes, whether they're natural disasters, you know, volcanoes and ice ages, all different challenges to humanity in the broad sense. And how many... How many times did did God himself reveal himself to this person here, that person there, that group of people here? As many times as he wanted. He didn't need anybody else to pray. He didn't need anybody else to have the right words. He didn't need anybody else to start a church, have a ministry. Anoint with oil. He didn't need any of that. He did it all by himself. So our involvement in what God is doing is not because he needs us, because he doesn't. Our involvement and being available and knowing him and receiving from him and focusing on the project he puts in front of us is for our benefit. and the benefit is not just our soul or just our body but for our entirety spirit soul and body so when we we've been talking about encountering the supernatural realm we've been talking about being caught up and not having any loose ends between ourselves and God with with others with ourselves and the reason that's important is because we want to, again, have as few misunderstandings, misinterpretations, as few as possible misunderstandings of what God is showing us, what he's bringing us through. And that's something that is beneficial in our soul and in our body to, to so that when we do encounter the supernatural whether it's good or bad or neutral or negative or completely confusing we because we know who God is and we know that we that he will reveal the truth to us on a moment by moment basis we can have that confidence that we are hearing him fairly clearly and he is he will correct us. We've gone through the process of being corrected and challenged, and and loved by God and healed. We we don't we face these these challenges, these things that we need to overcome. There's a reason. There's all the 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 um, illustrations of of warfare and armor. It's because that's what life is. So often, because it. Without that, without something to overcome, we are ourself, we're satisfied with our crutches. So God comes along and says, I don't want you to be satisfied living without eternal life. I don't want you to be satisfied living out of your own strength, out of your own power. And so he takes away the crutch. Sometimes he gives us warning, sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he's, okay, nope, you know, you're going to lose your job. Or, you know, the big plan you had you thought was going to work doesn't. Whatever it is, whatever you were relying on, you know, your own strength. I can talk anybody into doing anything. And all of a sudden you come up against somebody who's, you know, a better talker. You know, how many times did did that happen, you know, one thief, Touches, you know, t- comes, finally comes up against a bigger thief or a bigger liar. There's, there's nothing new under the sun. We're, we're really not all that complex because it's our self. And our self is that, that shadow, that imitation of who we really are in our soul, our mind, will, and emotions. And it's the soul God gave you. It's, it was his gift to you. And he loves the soul he gave you. And he loves the body he gave you. And your spirit loves your soul. Your spirit loves your body. And God's not going to change his mind. He's not going to decide, you know, you're more work than you're worth. I'm going to cut you loose. You know, you keep making mistakes. You're not listening to me. No, that's not. He's like, you're, you're part of me. He's committed to you. You're in his will. You are a co-inheritor with Christ, a joint heir with him. He is. He is well pleased with you. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. So we start there. So then when we start looking at, okay, this time that we're in, it's not, it's not a surprise to God. He didn't go, okay, I'm just going to wind up the earth and then go to Mars or you know, an adjoining galaxy far, far away and come back every millennia or every million years and go, oh, my gosh, what happened to my dinosaurs? No, he's he's far bigger than that. He can be two places at once. He can be three. He can be a bazillion places at once. He's everywhere at once because he created everything. He created time. And you and I can too. We We can lose time. We can gain time. We can redeem the time. So we can, you know, catch up. We can uh, fall behind. These are all things that we have a process we can learn. We can learn habitually how to manage time, how to, how to control it. And not just time, but all facets of the earth, the worldly system, the earth system, and the solar system, which is why we are to learn how the supernatural realm works. Because what is going on now in the earth is an expression of what's been going on in the supernatural realm. Now, again, there's, there's things that God wants to express through those events. And he does not want us to be fearful about it. He does not want us to be caught unawares and he doesn't want us to be blaming this person or that person now i've been involved in several ministries during my life and they're handling the you know the world system the war the various wars you know there's always at least five wars going on at any given time you only hear about the ones in the news that the people You know, in your particular country, if it affects you, you hear about it. If it doesn't affect you, you don't hear about it. But there's, it's part of the whole, you know, world system is that there's always going to be somebody who wants what you have. There's always going to be somebody who thinks they know how things should go and think you should abide by that. You should follow that. There's always going to be disagreement because. We're not all one. We're not all one spirit, soul, and body, and we're not all one with him. So there's always going to be disagreement. I don't know what, what it would look like, you know, at some point in time. I'm, I'm thinking, at least at this point in time, that there will be a redeemed, fully redeemed man here on this earth. And I don't care what gender it is or age. could be a five-year-old. But they are going to be one spirit, soul, and body. Now, Jesus gave the example of that, being spirit, soul, and body, but he was not redeemed. He was fully God, always. But the price he paid was for reconciliation, for redemption, spirit, soul, and body. Until that happens, you know, I don't think he did that hoping it would be effective well let's see there's a 20 percent chance that this might work so let's try this i don't think that was a conversation he had with his father it is finished the plan that he was sent to work on was finished And God has a purpose and a plan for you to work on and for me to work on. And again, part of it is the supernatural realm is very active, but it's all under God's control. And so it's all under our control. But I don't care, you know, if you don't understand how to use a fire extinguisher, fire is scary. So what do we do? We learn how to use a fire extinguisher where we go into places and face our fears to learn how to face our fears. You may never have to actually face your fears. Your fears may never come true, but you need to learn how to face your fears. And so that, that in a roundabout way, that brings us back to what we want to do as part of our ongoing homework is anything, any questions you have, for God, about God, about yourself, about others that you need to settle, you know, about your family, about how you were raised, anything, you know, especially as we ha- you know, are in the holiday season, any resentments, any, you know, wounds, this is a great opportunity. It's all opportunity. Lord, I don't want to have anything between me and you. Please bring to my attention anything that needs to be healed, reconciled, released, forgiven, expressed, and teach me how to do that. And, if, and you may need to ask help. You may need to, to, to speak to somebody else who who's lear- has learned how to deal with it. Do it. And hopefully over time we will be setting up a, a better way to communicate between those of us who have this the same kind of um, forethought and and expression, and our paths are are following in the same direction, hopefully we'll be able to encourage one another and share some some good resources and encouragement. So uh, we'll be working on that in the next couple months, so hopefully we'll be hopefully we'll be seeing some improvements and changes in the direction we want to go with this ministry. so but thank you all for hanging in there for, for all this time, downloading and sharing the, this podcast from all over the world. Again, I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. So we will be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This is Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.